to the Yard Talk Podcast. It's sometime in the middle of the week. It's November. That's all I know. It's Thanksgiving soon. November 25th. Thank you. It's November 25th, and the middle of the week is Wednesday. We're getting there. How are you Thanksgiving? Coop, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, Joe. How are you, man? I'm great. So, so it's just me and Coop today. Well, I mean, until we bring Edison on. But for, for the four guys, it's just me and Coop. We, Brennan has been – it's more fun to just say that Brennan has been having such a bad time betting that we banned him from the show to be more <laughs> credible. So I'm going to say this now, so hopefully we can cut this and put it on Instagram just to make it that funny. Brennan has been banned. We, he's been <laughs> – He's been too much of a liability for us. He's so bad at betting that we had to we had to give him a week off. So we didn't invite him today. Kyle's invited, but he's got class. But Brendan, because he's a nerd, Brendan, obviously. Brendan, Brendan has some soul searching to do. So let's hope Hopefully he figures figure it, out. it out. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully because he figures we, it out. Because you know it's sad without him. He's, he's been texting us this whole time, like just saying, "Tell him, tell him to let him in the Zoom. You know, give him the link." But we're just not we're not giving it to him. He just doesn't deserve it. He's got to earn it back. He's got to win some money. Exactly. With that being said, let's get to the Monday night football game, which Brennan picked wrong. Same with me. All right. <laughs> uh, we got Rams bucks. Um, Rams won this one, 27, 24 Jared Goff, 39 for 51, 376 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, big Tom Brady, 26 for 48, 216 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Malcolm Brown ran for 20 yards. Ronald Jones ran for 24. Cooper Cup had 11 receptions for 145 yards, and then Antonio Brown led the Bucks with eight receptions for 57 yards. Antonio Brown leading the Bucks. It's good to hear again. Yeah, it's it's good. You, you'd like to see his name out there, man. He was getting a little too hyped on all of his catches, though. That's kind of kind of threw me off a little bit. Is Tom Brady? Is is he? Does he need to retire? Is he done? Oh yeah, he needs to hang up the jock. He's done. Dude, I think he'll be back in the playoffs. I, I mean, I could see. I mean, obviously, he's probably going to make the playoffs. Like, there's – I mean, they are 7-4. and four. He's going to make the playoffs. He's going to make the playoffs. They don't play much. He's going to make the playoffs, but I don't think it's going to last long. But you never know. Really, you, you can't count him out. Dude, I think Tom Brady, when he's in the playoffs, is just another animal. I agree, but, I mean, I don't know. They go – I think he's uh, slowly tr- transitioning into way, transitioning away from being that other animal. He may start being like a koala bear, but <laughs> it was a tough one last night for him. You know, I yeah, I mean, normally when you see Tom Brady getting the two minute drill, like he's just money. You know, you, you you it feels like you feel like when you see Patrick Mahomes, like he's gonna score. But Tom Brady last night just threw it away. Didn't feel like he was gonna score. Joe, can you stop talking about Patrick Mahomes, please? No, stop bringing it up. I'm gonna keep talking. It's hurting my soul. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking about it until it doesn't hurt your soul anymore. It's that's, if it makes you feel any better. Patrick Mahomes crushed me too in the Bills. That's true. He did it to the everyone. The Bills suck though, so it's a little bit different. The Bills are back, baby. They're back. <laughs> oh my god. I mean that's I mean that's all that really happened. I mean Tom Brady was, played very below par to his standards, in my opinion. I don't know if you felt did, different, but no, he did. Do you think the Rams are gonna win the division? I don't know. It, I mean, if the Seahawks can get out of this little hole that they're in right now, I think they'll be fine. But the Rams look good. They look good. I have no clue who the Rams are. I have no – because I don't think I, – so here's what I think they are. I think they're the Bears, but with an average offense instead of a bad one. And a decent quarterback. 
Yeah, like average. You know, I think their their offense is average, but that's all the Bears need. If the Bears had an average offense, they would be an incredible football team. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if any team. I don't. I don't understand any team in the NFL right now. I, I think I'm pretty solid on the Chiefs. That's See, about the it. Chiefs. This is the only thing I think about the Chiefs is they've had some damn close games. Like think that's about true. it, the Chargers, the Chargers. And the Raiders twice. I mean, that's all I know. But I'm sure that there was an. There was another one somewhere in there, right? I mean, if here's the thing. The, the Raiders very well could play the Chiefs in the playoffs, and that's probably the Chiefs' worst nightmare. Like, the Raiders have played them better than any team in the NFL this year. Didn't the Chiefs only beat uh, the Texans by, like, eight or nine? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure they – did they? No, I think they only beat them by eight or nine. Maybe even less. No, dude, they beat them by 14. Really? That was week one, though, so. That's true. I don't know. We'll see. It's a lot of, I, a lot of season left. They only beat the Bills by nine. So that's what I was thinking of. That's what the Bills are the greatest team ever, though. So, so basically, you're saying the Chiefs are the greatest team ever because they beat the Bills. Kind of. Can we move on? I don't want to talk about Patrick Mahomes anymore. Thank God. That might have been the best sentence you've ever said in your life. (laughs) All right. Now we are going to bring on Soccer Sherpa Edison. Here we go. All right. We now welcome on Soccer Sherpa Edison. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good today, boys. Uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, I am proudly wearing my Keenan Allen jersey, uh, partially because I don't know if I'll ever get to wear it again on the pod. <laughs> um, so I'll take it. It was ugly, but a win's a win. No, we didn't cover, but we're not a great team. And you know what they say, good teams win, great teams cover. I don't even know if we're a good team, but hey, <laughs> I'm wearing it. I'm taking my victory Monday now, Tuesday, and you know we'll, we're on to Buffalo. Long play, oh, long play. Oh boy, Edison, if if the Bills lose this week to the Chargers, you're not invited next week. You're like, you're like that's that will not. Be, if that happens, you have no idea how upset I'll be. Well, we can put a little something on the side. We can talk about that at the end. Uh, but the, here's a here, here's the thing, really quick, and then we'll yeah, get into go ahead and in get into soccer. I I think the Bills could lose this game very easily. So like, I, and I'm not confident they're going to cover. I don't know the spread off the top of my head, but. I'm pretty sure they're not going to cover. So hey, I mean, I don't want since, that bet. Since Brendan's not here, and uh, you know somebody's got to do it for him. I mean, we do have a long plane ride ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, you know, so we'll we'll see. You know, it's it's uh, they always do struggle with those early games on the East Coast. So I don't I don't have too uh, too many high hopes. That's the thing. He keeps bringing up this like long plane ride type stuff. It's really only West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast for like 10 a.m. games. So this game. But, like, that's the only time, like, I'll even hear something about a plane ride. Yeah. So He's way too obsessed with plane flights. It is so. funny, though. I, I, I do love hearing him talk about that, like, just all the time. Like, the plane ride, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of his thing. Maybe that's why he sucks at betting. So, maybe we should talk Could to be. him about that. Could but, be. you know, in other football-related news, not at the sure. NFL, Edison, we're winners. We're winners. UCLA cover. <laughs> You just, like, I, covered against you. Oregon. Almost beat him. It was great. I, you know what? I think you can say that you're a winner, okay? I think you were the biggest winner in this in the fact that you only had money riding on it and not necessarily pride. Um, but that is part of the reason that I am here, and that is uh, to start off with in the defense of UCLA football, okay? And the first thing I'm going to say is I don't think we're that bad of a football team. I mean, after watching them against Colorado, I was ready to be like, well, this season's chalked, you know. Um, it's We're just not a good football team. We'll be lucky to maybe win two games. Um, but 
Which you know, very much still can't happen, by which, the way. Hey, okay. All right. <laughs> Here's the thing. I am hopeful for the first time in a while. And this was the least mad I have been after a loss in a while. Because well, yeah, you were expected to get crushed. You to know, get so. blown out. But that was the thing. When I saw the spread at 17, I was like, okay, that's way too high. I was like, yeah, Oregon's a better football team than us. I, I mean, I'll just be honest. They're a better football team. But they're not 17 points better than than us. And, like, the reason I want to say this is after watching them for three games now, I think there's a lot to like with this Bruins squad. Um, they, they just struggle with two key aspects of the game. And that is ball security and consistency. Um, I mean, if you go ahead and look at their three games, they had four turnovers in the first half against Colorado. And they had four turnovers against Oregon. So in their two losses, they because they did get a fumble in that Oregon game. So in their two losses, they're a minus seven in the turnover ratio. You're not going to win football games with a minus seven turnover ratio. And in their one win, they were even. They gave up the ball, but they also took one back. So if they can limit the turnovers and limit putting their defense in spaces of, you know, short fields or even and goal to go, them just having to go 15, 20 yards to score a touchdown. I mean, they, they only gave up 10 to Oregon, not off turnovers, who is a high powered offense. They held Oregon to their lowest yardage total on the season. And again, a very, very high powered, you know, duck offense. Um, So, I mean, I liked what I saw. Uh, you know, in bits and pieces, they just they the, the consistency is where they struggle. They got to be able to string it all together for an entire game. Um, Hoop, I, I, I want to ask I want to ask you this question. Yeah, is, man. Was this game more about Oregon or about UCLA? Like about Oregon playing bad? Are you, asking, bad? Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. Oh, um, I mean, in my opinion, we didn't play bad. Our defense couldn't stop shit. I think our offense is perfectly fine, in my opinion. The only thing, the reason that I know Edison says we didn't have yards, but two of our touchdowns we started on, on their forty-yard line and scored in one play on both times. So it's not like exactly that's exactly my point. Like neither, neither defense could stop either offense at some no. point, and it just happened that we had more turnovers and got touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, so this, that, this, that's the really thing, what it came down to. Yeah, and and the thing that Brendan, when Brendan sent me that Venmo. Um, he put in the memo, he goes, our O-line lets in more people than Ellis Island. And I was like, no, 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 hold on there, man. Hold on there. Because I remember seeing a stat. So I went back and I looked it up that they displayed it uh, on like Oregon's second or third drive that their offensive line had only allowed one sack in two games. And then he's like, oh, you know, our offensive line sucks. Da, 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 da. Like, no, they don't. They're a very good offensive line. We just sacked your boy four times. Like, that's what I'm saying. It, it, our defense, when put in good positions, like when they're not having to trot back out onto the field after two plays because the offense just turned the ball over, like they, they can stop some people. But like Cooper said, and I agree with this as well, I don't think anybody's stopping this Oregon offense or at least holding them to under 35 in a game. And I don't think anybody – but to our credit, I don't think anybody's stopping us either. It was a shootout. And moving forward, I don't think, you know, our offense isn't the best. Obviously, it's still Oregon. But our offense deserves to be up there with the Oregons, with the USC's in this conference. You know, um, it's you know, just UC- our defense. UCLA has won me money. So, I'm a huge UCLA fan. They've never lost uh, any money. You know what? I listened on Monday. You said you hate us now. You can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't honestly, take that back, Joe. Honestly, Edison, 
I don't even remember saying that. I'm so, I'm so with college football. I don't really have a team, so it's like I just I'll, I'll root for whoever on any given day. So I have, I I have a question, used... Addison, real quick. Yeah, man, shoot. Um, do you think offense would have played worse or better if DTR was there? <sighs> okay, I think they would have played better. Do I think it would have changed the outcome of the game? No, I'm not going to use the DTR excuse. Um, yeah. I, I don't. Brennan, I don't Brennan was that, very against the DTR. Yeah, no, and, and, I, and I think he's right. I don't think it would have been a game changing um, or an outcome changing uh, move if we had DTR in there because, I mean, Allen, kid, kid played well. I can't even like, there, there wasn't for half, for the first half, I was like, dang, even if DTR is like cleared to play, like, are we going to play him like this kid is like, he looked so in control of the offense and, and he, he had a flow that DTR struggles to find sometimes. I think DTR is more explosive. I think he's got a better arm, like more, he's got a better arm strength than um, Chase. But I do think that, you know, he, he had more of a flow for that first half and then it just kind of got disrupted in the second. Um, so I do think when DTR is healthy, he will be coming back. Um, had he been healthy and available for this game, I don't know if you can say it changes the outcome in all honesty. Um, I agree. And, I think, yeah. I think if, and this is what my opinion was, if anything, if DTR is playing, it hurts you. Because if DTR is playing, you pass the ball more. And if that's the, that's the only thing that we couldn't stop was the run. We picked right. him off three times. Like, it's not like the pass was – when he when this guy passed, it was picked. But, like, if DTR was playing, you would have passed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that's where our defense shines is pass. Yeah, pass. no, our defense – it's like if we were to come together and build a defense, we would have the best defense in the league. Because our front seven is monsters. And your secondary are monsters. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it, then that's that's the thing. But our linebackers are f- crazy. Your linebackers are freaks. But I mean the the UCLA uh, offensive linemen they they won this battle at the line. And yeah, yeah, for sure. I think Demetric Felton is going to be a guy you're going to see on Sundays. He's he's that Alvin Kamara type back. He, he had uh, two hundred and seventy five all purpose yards. Um, just it was like half of the touchdowns. Like he, it was like half the yards of the UCLA. I think it was two thirds of the yards the UCLA had. And and we didn't even use him in the passing game like we normally did. He had 176 on the ground. He had six receiving, and then he had 105 in kick return. Like yeah, he's he's the real deal, and he's somebody you'll see on Sundays for sure. Absolutely. All right, let let's talk some soccer. Yes, sir. Um, so let's get into Champions League Tuesday. And then some previews for Wednesday. Correct. So we had uh, some games happen this morning um, on the home front in the interest of the U.S. Uh, Weston Kinney, Serginho Dest, and Giovanni Reina all started for their respective clubs today, which was great to see. And Did, uh, did Pulisic play? Who does he play for again? Did I say his uh, name he right? He did not play. He's still uh, Pulisic. He's still Pulisic. going through injury. Uh, he is at Chelsea. Um, he's still going through rehab. So he did yeah, not he's play my favorite really. player, just so you know. He's one of mine, too. He is. I mean, he's he definitely is going to lead us uh, into the future. Um, and that future is, you know, rapidly approaching. They, they like to say that future is now um, or the future is us kind of a play on the U.S. kind of a thing. Um, hmm. But, I mean, they were definitely Butter. showing it today. I know. I like it, too. It's kind of cool. 
Um, and uh, in Barca's game for where Serginho Dest is at, they had Barcelona beat uh, Dynamo Kiev 4 0. Um, and Serginho Dest scored the opener uh, for Barcelona just after halftime. And Conrad de la Fuente made an appearance late on, uh, his debut for Barcelona. And his appearance made it seven U.S. internationals to appear in the tournament this year, breaking the previous record of six set in 2004 and 2005. Um, so Barca, 4-0. Uh, we had Chelsea and Wren. Uh, this was one of the games that I said to bet on. Um, so hopefully you took Chelsea on the money line because that hit because the over – Unfortunately, did not. Um, it looked like it was uh, – or the over hit. I'm sorry. I said under. Um, and the it looked like the under was due to hit um, until Chelsea won it late on. Uh, Olivier Giroud had a header in the 90th minute for Chelsea that hit the over. Uh, so, that was tough. But we still got Chelsea on the money line. So, that's good there. Um, Dortmund and Bruges. Uh, played to a 3-0 victory for Dortmund. Uh, new venue, same scoreline for these guys who played just about two weeks ago. Uh, and I'm telling you, Dortmund and the over, it's just a match made in heaven. These guys just love to score goals. And they, they've been doing it at a rapid pace, specifically because they have a guy by the name of Erling Holland. Um, he is the kid I was talking about a couple weeks ago. He had two goals in this match. And uh, when he got subbed off, his manager kind of looked over at him and held up two fingers as if like, really? Only two today? Like, that's it? That's all you could give us? Because um, there was a stat that was released today. In his professional career, he has taken 91 shots and scored 70 goals. Jesus. How is that he, possible? That, that's what I was saying. I had to double check to make sure that that was not a typo. I mean, the man's just got a nose. What's his name again? Erling Holland. He plays for Borussia Dortmund in Germany, and he is a Norwegian international. Oh. He, he's the real deal. He's, he's already getting looks at uh, – I would say Dortmund's kind of this club where they, they play a lot of kids. You know, they get a lot of younger, you know, maybe even under 23, under 25 age players. Um, and then once they start to get older and enter their primes, some of the bigger clubs from throughout um, throughout Europe, you know, say your Barcelonas, your Real Madrids, your Manchester Uniteds, Man City, you know, whoever, they come in and they kind of like, all right, let's let's go shopping, let's take some of these young kids and bring them over. Um, so he's already getting looks from you know Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh, Man City really wants to bring him in because there's a picture of him in a Man City kit when he was like eight years old and everybody's like, yeah, 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 yeah. please, please, please. What uh, about, what about Man U, my favorite team? Yeah, your favorite team, team Man U. Uh, they did well today. They, uh, I believe they won four to one, um, okay. including a screamer from uh, Bruno Fernandez on the half volley. Uh, there was a corner played into the box and Basak uh, here. Uh, I think I said that right. Uh, just cleared it just outside the box and on the bounce uh, on the half volley. Fernandez hit it from just outside that 18-yard box straight past the keeper on a rocket. It was a beautiful goal. Um, but, yeah, 4-1 there. Um, and the lastly, last game we're going to touch on, uh, Juventus and Ferenza Varosi, uh 2-1 to Juve. Uh, they left it late. You know, Juve scored in the 89th minute. Um, and they didn't hit the over like I thought they were. You know, it's always the locks, as Brendan says. Uh, but hopefully you still had Juve on the money line because they, they pulled it through. 
Um, and that's for mostly uh, that was some of the bigger games that happened today. Uh, also happening today, Barcelona, Juventus, Chelsea, and Sevilla have all booked their spots into the last 16 and into the knockout rounds, meaning Krasnodar and Ren in Group E and Dynamo Kiev. Dynamo Kiev and Ferenca Varosi in Group G are officially eliminated from title contention. Uh, they will finish out their group stage games, but they will not be advancing uh, to the round of 16 and the knockout rounds. Tough. Yeah, it is tough. I mean, but they, I, don't, I don't like any of those teams. It doesn't matter. Eh, yeah, I would say a lot of, a lot of newcomers. Um, a lot these, the two teams that advanced from each group, uh, Chelsea and Sevilla and Juve and Barca, uh, were the teams that were expected uh, to advance? Uh, so no real big upsets yet. Um, but can I be a can I be a Chelsea and a Man U guy? Is that, or is that like sacrilegious? It's I mean it, it would be pretty tough. Uh, okay, those yeah, guys are, I, I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers here. So <laughs> I mean I would much prefer you pick Chelsea. You get to stick with Pulisic. You know, uh, just just saying they're a more fun team they to watch. They do have Pulisic. That's right. They do they do? Wait, wait, didn't they have the guy? Or was that not the – who was the guy who just scored, like, 70 goals in, like, 71 opportunities? Uh, he scored 70 and 91. That was and that's right. Erling Holland in Germany. He's in Dortmund. So, that could be oh, okay. your German team. You can have a German team. Dortmund's my English German team, team now. You know, there it is. Have, I was going to say, you, you can have teams in each league. You don't have to – All right, to, I like Dortmund in Germany. And I got to like Chelsea because Pulisic is my favorite player of all hey, time. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, oh, boy. Right, that's the right move. I'm telling you. They just play a more fun brand of soccer. They seem they really better do. than Man U too, anyway. So they they just Man U is still kind of figuring themselves out, and Chelsea is more more right now. They're a young squad as well, but they have more of an identity. Where United are really kind of struggling to find their footing and a way of uh, playing that fits their styles. A lot of which because their manager is kind of playing some key players out of position. Um, and nobody really knows why. I was going to say my, my roommate uh, in college was a big Manchester United fan, uh, which made some, for some pretty fun Sundays whenever the Manchester Derby came around. Um, but when I talked to him about uh, United, uh, Trevor, he just is like, I don't, I don't know. Like he, he, they are just in a current state of just trying to figure things out and for a club that has won the most English league titles like in the history of England it's a very frustrating time because they're used to winning and they're not um so they they just need to figure things out tactically and I think once they do that they definitely have the players to be a good team in the league and in the Champions League um they just kind of have to figure some things out. But Chelsea Chelsea has an identity, and they know how to play within their own system. So they're a much more fun team to watch, I think, at this point. that Now, that might not be true down the road, but right now. I'm, 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 in, I'm in the, you're, you're in the market for now. a team right now. I'm not and trying to rebuild with a team I've never built. You're not so looking I, for a know. fixer up. <laughs> you're looking for, for something right now. Move yeah, in ready. I'm not about to be a fan Furnished of a team all. That, that just is under – under a bunch of contracts that they can't get out of. That's not going to be fun. But yeah. let's, uh, let's, get into, let's get into the games that uh, – some games coming up in the Champions League on Wednesday and then this weekend. I, I'm adding another segment, so let's, uh, let's make this quick so we can have some fun with the segments. Perfect. Let's do that. Um, I was going to say real quick, just for Wednesday, um, I would say we kind of touched on this a little bit uh, in the last pod, um, that the must-watch game would be Inter and Real, uh, Inter Milan and Real Madrid. 
these are the two teams that were expected to advance and they are third and fourth in the group. Um, so that is still my must watch game for tomorrow. And uh, my best bet for tomorrow, uh, I mentioned this on Instagram, but now I'm going to go ahead and put it on the pod for all the listeners. Uh, my best bet for Champions League Wednesday is the over uh, for Liverpool and Atalanta. Um, it is set currently at three and a half um, and Liverpool's entire first string defense back line is hurt. Uh, they all either got hurt in the last game before the international break or in the international break. Uh, it's set at three and a half. Uh, both teams like to score and both defenses aren't very good. So I think there's a good chance there uh, that it hits. All right. All right. So, all right, we'll start with the new segment first. I think what I'm going to do is just give you a new segment every week and I'm never going to let you prepare. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm always just going to create it on the spot. I uh, thought of this, I don't know. I thought of this around like three minutes ago. So okay. it's very polished. Um, very polished. As you know, our soccer knowledge isn't the best. Mm-hmm. So I want hey, you but getting to better to your credit. That is true. I now have a favorite player, favorite team, a favorite German team. There you go. No, I already forgot the name of the German team. What was it? I already forgot <laughs> Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund. Dortmund. All right. All right. I'll get there. Um, but all right. So we want a cool not not like any not about any teams or anything a cool fact or just tidbit about soccer the sport in general that could make us sound smarter in a conversation like a, whether that be a play a a team run format you know on like a or yeah something like that you know like a formation okay yeah um so obviously next week you'll have more time to prepare yeah i'm putting you on the spot give me something cool where i could mention it in passing and this person someone would be like man that guy knows soccer Okay, let's let's uh, kind of pick up where I left off a little bit with um, Manchester United, um, and right now, currently, uh, one of their better players uh, on the squad is a guy by the name of Paul Pogba. He plays for France internationally, and for a long time was considered to be one of the best midfielders in the world. Um, and United recently has been playing sort of a four-two-three-one. So that essentially means you have four defenders in your back line, okay? You have two holding midfielders. You have three attacking midfielders with those outside guys kind of acting as wingers, uh, which would be like in a 4-3-3. The two outside guys on the top line are your wingers. Those two attacking midfielders on the outside, uh, they're not quite wingers because they don't play as far up. They definitely help more on the defense. Uh, so that's why they're still considered midfielders, uh, nevertheless attacking midfielders, uh, but they're still considered midfielders and a lone striker. Okay. So, so it's a 4-3-2-1. 4-2-3-1. You start at the back and move up. So you got okay, four so- defenders, two holding midfielders or defensive midfielders, three attacking midfielders and a lone striker. Okay. So like 4-2-3-1. And the main problem right now is that Paul Pogba is a naturally more attacking midfielder, yet they're playing him in that holding position behind the attack. They're playing him in one of the two holding midfielding positions. And that just limits his creativity and what he is able to do on the ball because his main job in that position is to help the back line, is to help plug holes in the defense and so on. So it takes away his best ability and his ability to create and find space and put his attacking players 
in you know the right positions to have an attempt on goal or to have a passing sequence that leads to an attack on goal um and it just so let's go ahead and condense this into something that will make you sound smarter is that man if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the manager of Manchester United were to play Paul Pogba in a more attacking position they would be in a much better chance to succeed and to get wins and score goals uh, than they would keeping him in his holding position right now. You know, I, I think that would really make me sound smart. So now, now the key for me is somehow naturally getting away that Manchester United and Paul Pogba gets brought up in conversation. And so I can bring up that fact. And I think that may be a little bit hard, but <laughs> it's a little bit stretch, but you know, you could, I, Start talking about the Premier League and then be like, dude, what is up with Manchester United? And then you have the solution. Little little priming, you know? Prime your audience a little bit. You know that? I think that could work. I'll let you know <laughs> if that works. If I ever get in that situation, Paul Pogba? Pogba? Paul Pogba, correct. Paul Pogba is his name. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So now we're getting into the last segment, the one we started last week. We're going yes, to call it 81 seconds. Okay. Because – is 27 times 3, 81? Did I do my math right? I did I it like... I believe you did. Yes. I'm not good at math either. But yeah, yeah, that's 81. Get the calculator out because you're going to need to get your watch out anyways. Yeah, it's 81. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's some good math right there. <laughs> so we're going to call 81 seconds. We're going to do the, the 321... 20, 20, oh my God. The 327 second answers like we did last time. And I'll prime them for you. You ready? All right. Sounds good. Coop, got the clock ready? Yep. Tell me All right. right. After I finish the question. Okay. All right. What is the game you're looking forward to watching most this upcoming week or weekend? Uh, the game I am looking forward to the most uh, this upcoming uh, weekend is going to be in the Premier League, and it is the Northwest London Derby uh, between Tottenham Hotspur and Chelsea. Uh, these guys do not like each other. Uh, obviously they come from the same city, uh, in London. Um, and it is a battle between first and third place teams and there should be, uh, it, it should just be a good contest. All right. Go, I almost go ran out Pulisic. of time there. Go, go Pulisic. Yeah. Love I don't know guy. if he'll play. I truthfully don't know if he'll play, but, um, hopefully he can ride the bench. he's fit enough. Yeah. Hopefully he's fit enough to draw back into the lineup. There we go. All right. Number two. What is your biggest lock betting-wise of this week? My biggest lock betting-wise this week is also in the Premier League, and it is the under for Arsenal and Wolverhampton Wolves. Um, now, I know we don't typically like unders on this podcast, but Wolves are known as the big six killers, okay? Going to the Molyneux is never a place you want to play, um, but you know, luckily for Arsenal, they are at home. Uh, so I think they'll win 2-0. So I would take the under because it's set at two and a half. Perfect. Ooh, that, that one was literally, it stopped on, that was, on the that dot. Was right at the death. I like that one a lot. All right. Do, do, you, do you have the football pick of the week? Or do I was going to say, I, I was looking at a few. There were a few that kind of, you know, stuck out to me on odds. I was going to say, I don't know what uh, your guys is. Because I know they can kind of vary from yeah. different. They're, um, they're mostly around the same. And it's going to be close um, enough. So whatever, whatever you want right now, that's, that's what you can take. So are you ready? Okay. Yeah, sounds good. All right, Coop, give him the last 27. Go ahead. All right, on this last 27, um, you know, I was looking uh, mostly at New Orleans and Denver. 
um, with wins at uh, minus five and a half, uh, just because I really don't think Denver's a good football team. Um, they, they, like you have stated many times, they have the worst franchise quarterback in the NFL, um, and New Orleans defense is just too good. So, yeah, I'm going to go with New Orleans minus five and a half. Boom. Boom. You, you, you know what? There, there was a the time right there. You know what, Edison? That's such a better pick than the Chargers to cover. Because even though last week the Chargers won, <laughs> of course they, they were going to be up by a 20-something and then blow it to, yeah. like, what, what, like, eight points. Of Six course points. they're going to do that. Hey, but you know, you know what I almost went with? You know, the Chargers minus five and a half to the Buffalo Bills. So, you know, because I, I, it looks, it sounds like a field goal type game to me. You know what I'm saying? Well, so here, here's the thing. I, the more I think about it, the Bills are going to win that game. But the Chargers are going to keep with one, one possession. Oh, no, there's, absolutely. No, there's no if, doubt about that. If so I'm going to be. the Bills sw- were favored at seven and a half, I would have hammered I, the Chargers. I, if the Chargers are ever getting more than seven points against anyone, the Chiefs. Bank account money. That's yeah. what that is. Like that's, yeah, it's literally free money. You might as well just take it. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, they just – they love to find new ways to break my heart every week. So, like I said, we're, we're reveling in it this week that they didn't. But the Saints, I like that. With Taysom Hill, that was no, good. I, hey. I would say even, even with Taysom Hill, I would say Denver's offense kind of really struggles to get going. Um, and New Orleans defense is for real. Like, I would say – I mean, obviously, I think um, – the Steelers is probably – they probably have the best defense in the league. Um, but I would say New Orleans is at least top five. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, Pittsburgh, Indy, New Orleans, like – I would I agree with that. I can't think of many other teams that are, you know, in that top tier of defenses. So, so yeah, I would say even with Taysom Hill, who looked good. I would say he didn't look bad. He didn't do anything terribly wrong. Uh, so, if he can do that again – I, I like their chances to cover in that one. Awesome. Well, thanks, Edison. I hope your I hope your football bet hits like all your soccer bets do. You're the greatest better of all time. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to say something about that. That was if that wasn't the ultimate kiss of death, I don't know what was. So <laughs> let's, let's see from here on out. I've been doing pretty good till this point, or until you said I was the greatest better of all time. You're, you're so the greatest better uh, of all time. And now that now that I said that, you're going to go over ten. Oh, so absolutely. Without I should just bet the opposite for the next week. But without a doubt. I have great faith faith on the Arsenal under. I love unders. Unlike because Brendan's not here, so I can say that now. I love unders. <laughs> so no one's gonna yell they're at me. Two, they're two very defensive minded teams. Um, and I just I don't see more than two goals in that game. So it's set at two and a half. I would take the under without a doubt. Awesome. Well, Beautiful. we will talk to you next week and let's hope everything hits. Yes, sounds good. Thanks again as always, boys. Good to see you. See you, you later, t- bud. Later, buddy. All right. Thanks, Edison. As always, just increasing our knowledge on sports, mainly soccer, because we know nothing about it. So that is very much appreciated. Let's get into the Thanksgiving games. Again, Brennan and Kyle are not here, so they've sent in their picks. And uh, it'll just be Cooper and I telling, talking about how bad their picks are. Yeah, we're just going to be talking shit, really. Pretty much. All right. So first, we got, first game of the day, we got Texans-Lions. And the Texans are favored by three. Um, Kyle picked the Texans. Brandon picked the Lions. So who are you gonna go with? I don't know, man. I was I was thinking Texans, but then I don't. Deshaun played good, man. He, I mean, if that can happen again, they'll win. But I don't know if it's gonna happen again. I think I'm gonna go with the Lions. They but they just got shut out by the Panthers. Yeah, like come on, right? With a short turnaround week, I'm going Texans, 
Fine, I'll make it 2v2. Give me the lines. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Um, that's going to do that for that. Um, then we got the worst game of the f- – I mean, I wouldn't say worst game because there's actually something on the line here, but we got the Washington football team and the Cowboys. The Washington football team are three-point underdogs while the Cowboys are th- three-point favorites. I would, li- I would like to just to state this. Because as horrible at this, as this game is, and it is awful, whoever wins this game takes the lead in the division. They yes. are the new division leaders. Whoever wins it, this is for – right now they're in last place. Wait, so here, here's they're the all thing. tied. Whoever Except wins the this, Eagles. Whoever wins this goes to first place. Whoever loses this goes to last place. That's how close this division is. Yeah. That's crazy. That's wild. Coop, who, um, who are you thinking? So Kyle and Brendan both picked the Washington football team. <sighs> And, you know, I really like that pick. But I may have to go with the Cowboys because Andy Dalton's back. They, and they just beat the Vikings. Like, the football team's nowhere near the Vikings. What are you, what are you thinking? Should we uh, ride some of you here? So here's, here, here's my situation right now. Here's what I'm dealing with. The, my rule this in, since like, I don't know, week six has been, if an NFC East team is playing each other, pick the team that's getting the points. And I'm pretty sure I'm like 12 and 0 with that rule. But now I really like the Cowboys in this game. I like, I think the Cowboys are going to take first place. There's no way they're going to let Washington take first place. I agree with but, you. But I have, I have to stick with my rule and go Washington you, and hope the Cowboys win by like two. Do you Joe? Do you have I, I'm, I'm going to do that. You can take the lone wolf. All right. Fine with me. Jeez. And and on Thanksgiving, I want to be rooting against the Cowboys. That's just – Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. Because you're going to have to watch the game, and you're going to have to root for the Cowboys. That's true. I do have some fantasy players on the Cowboys, though, so I may right, – that, That'll make it easier for you. That will make it easier. And I have to win in my leagues, both of them, this week. So that gives me a little something else. All right. Then we got the – probably, I think – one of the best games this week, really. We got Ravens Steelers. Steelers are favored by five. This one's tough for me. This one's this one's a bite. This one's a nail biter. Um, Brendan Brendan picked the Ravens. Kyle picked the Steelers. And I think I'm gonna. Ah, uh, I want to say Ravens, Joe. I think I'm gonna say Ravens too. I think they. I think they may turn around this week. I. I don't think the Ravens will win. I don't either. I, def- I think it will be close. I definitely – but I, I think the Ravens could turn around. To like six and five, the Ravens would be six and five if they lost this. Yeah. I'm going Ravens. I'm going to go Ravens too. I think five is way too much. What, they, they Steelers beat them by three the first time they played. Yeah, right there. And Lamar played know, like booty. But I, I mean, know the Ravens don't, well. don't have their running backs, but like, come on. Steelers will win by four. That's what I'm predicting. I think the Steelers are still going to be fucking undefeated, which is craziness. I think what's crazy is that I think the best chance for the Steelers to lose is against the Bills. Um, who's the other team that they play that they could lose against? Um, well, they have. Oh, it was the it was the Colts. But the yeah, they have. Didn't they shit on the Colts last time? They haven't played him yet this year. Oh, I thought they played him. They, it was the Browns. They played the Browns oh, again, and they right. beat the Browns by, like, 85. That's true. 
I mean, that's really their only competition this season, to be honest, as of right now. Except the Ravens, but, like, they're kind of frauds right now, even though we just picked them. Yeah, so the uh, – and I, I don't think the Steelers are going to go 16-0. I, don't I just don't. So they're going to lose to the Bills or the Colts. And I think I think the, the Bills have a better offense than anyone they've seen by far because even the teams they've played have been – like the good teams are the Ravens who – are like their offense has not been doing it. The Browns, who we all know is just a run up the throat type of offense, and then the Titans. So I guess they have Henry. So they haven't really seen a quarterback yet, is what I'm realizing. Because Lamar no, runs. No. So they haven't seen a passing quarterback. So let's see what Josh Allen can do. Because we all know the Bills can't run the ball if they if their lives depend on it. So they're just going to pass 85 times. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I agree. But I hope that. The, I hope the Steelers stay undefeated until the Bills, and then the Bills take them down. That'd be cool. Except the Bills would win, so that's not that cool. No, you love the Bills. Joe, this is might be one of the games that I picked the Bills. Wow. I don't think you picked the Bills all year. No, I Joe, I picked them for Connect Four two weeks in a row. The first two weeks of the season. And yeah, then, and then after... I realized they're fraud, so I stopped picking <laughs> and them. And then after that, you haven't picked them since. I don't think I have. You're right. You'll you're pick correct. them again. Uh, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be Bills Raiders first round of the playoffs, and you'll pick the Bills. Why would I pick the Bills? Because the Raiders. The Bills will crush. No, they won't. Well, that, that's a story for about four weeks from now when it happens. Inevitably, the Bills crush them. But that's going to do it for us today. Oh, wait, no. Hey, let's give real quick. Let's give an updated standings on. Oh, yeah. The Pick'em standings, baby. I almost forgot. Kyle All came right. first place again. First place uh, again. T1. 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 A little different. But so last week, Kyle and I tied. We each got two and a half points, and Joe got one point. That's what I'm talking about. So, the updated standings. I have 17 and a half points. Joe, 16 and a half points. Brendan, 14 and a half points. And Kyle with 11 and a half. Kyle is catching up to Brendan. Brendan is failing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. I didn't even realize this. All right, listen to this. The last five weeks, starting week seven, this is Brendan's standings. Last, third, 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 last. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Maybe that's why his sports betting has gone so bad, too. Oh, my God. I, I'm not one to talk. Jeez. From week three to week eight, I went third, last, first, Last, last, third. Oh, man. Thank God you had that first in there. I'm just and a... I'm in fucking first again, baby. I took the rain back on top, baby. I'm just a symbol of consistency. I'll be there at the end. You know I'll be there at the end. I know Kyle won't. No, I think Actually, he, I, don't I think, know. I think Brennan's going to come in last place. That would be the icing on the cake of the year for Brennan and his be, betting. I would just be upset of the seat. That would be bigger than any upset we've seen in the NFL so far is Kyle that's, somehow working his way out of like an 11 point hole with like six weeks left. That's like blowing a three, one lead. Literally. It's like, no, that's like blowing a three zero lead when you have a six run lead in the ninth inning of game four. <laughs> that's awesome. I hope he comes back and beats Brendan. That'd be so awesome. I hope Brendan has to I, actually hold on though. Really? If we're like catting, you know, like if one of us gets first, let's assume that. And then we either have to get Brennan or Kyle as our caddy. Who are you taking, Brennan or Kyle? Kyle. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I don't want Brennan reading my putts. Are you yeah, kidding I don't me? Know. 
That's funny. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it here for us on today. It's a Wednesday. It's the 24th. There's the date. Got it right this time. I uh, will be back on Thursday night, maybe. Uh, Thanksgiving. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll get our picks out there somehow. We'll get our yeah, picks out there for somehow. sure. But we'll be uh, talking or telling you via Instagram our uh, football picks for this upcoming weekend and reviewing the Thanksgiving games. So that's going to do it for us, and we'll uh, talk to you later. See you later, Coop. Later, Joe. Have a good one, man. You too, buddy. Brendan's tanking. Thank you.